just there. Uh, wait for the green light. <laughs> My volumes are good? Yeah. Happy to be here, JP. Me, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you made it back. All right. Yeah. We We've got a green light. Here we go. We're going to get into... We're gonna no! get into get the word! Well, if you weren't awake already, hopefully you are now with that high-energy intro to Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out of the most interesting cars of the day on all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming uh, and hanging out with us on a Wednesday. Uh, my partner over there, Michael Deeb, how are you? Oh, happy to be home, JP. I slept in my own bed last night for the first time in a week, uh, and when the alarm went off this morning, I was in a deep sleep and some sort of weird dream. It was awesome. felt good. Man, well, uh, it was good to have you here in Vegas. Now you're back to San Francisco. If you haven't figured that already, I'm in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, my name is John Polnick, and uh, I'm your host, as well as my partner over there, Michael Deep. Uh, we're going to get into some cars. What we do on this channel is we nerd out on the most interesting cars that we can find on all these auction sites like P-Car Market, Rad for Sale, uh you know, I don't know. I can't even think of all the names of all of them because <laughs> there are so many. Bring a trailer, cars and bins, yep. Doug Demiro's thing. It gets a little Hemmings. ridiculous. Hemmings, yeah. yeah. Um, so we find these cars, and they may not necessarily be the best cars or the most expensive cars, but they usually are the most interesting for one reason or another. Uh, we make predictions as to what we think they will sell for when the auction ends today each one of these cars that we talk about are cars that will end today these are cars that are up for auction right now and sometimes by the end of the show they are closing so um we always start the show off by uh, quickly going over the day before's predictions and i want to go extra quickly today um <laughs> Because I just got my butt handed to me, Michael and I. We we have a competition here where we uh, where we you know see who does better at this. And clearly, man, I got my ass in, my ass is in my hat. Wow, what, did I, what was I thinking yesterday? It's Jeez. always funny when one of us has a good day and the other one tries to make an excuse for why the other one was just not paying attention. Because well, uh, usually clearly. I'm just better at it than you. But uh, yesterday that was not the case. What? Yeah, Jeez, I don't please. know, man. It, it seems it seems pretty harsh when I get a full flush. Uh, and yeah. you don't even get one right. Not even you, one. Since you pick after me. But, man, you <sighs> chose the wrong side of me each time, which was Jeez. basically what it comes down to. And I was playing uh, it tight, too. What the I hell? know. Our star car of the day yesterday was what? Was it the Maserati? I think we uh, it was the, the Ariel Adam yesterday. Oh, the Ariel Adam was the star car. How can you forget oh the Ariel Adam the car toy. of the day? The toy. Yeah. All right. The 2013 Ariel Adam 3. Uh, with the Honda, I think it's called the K24 or the K4. Uh, it's a 2.4 liter, K24, 2.4 liter uh, inline four from Honda that makes anywhere between 160 and 200 horsepower. I remember I couldn't figure out which exactly was in here. But somebody slapped a supercharger on that thing. And, you know, Ariel Adams weigh, what, 1,100 pounds if you're in it? I mean, they are yeah. nothing. And uh, by all accounts, if this thing's making around 250 horsepower, this car is fast as all get out. Uh, our car uh, only had 2,500 miles on it, despite being eight years old. Um, and you and I wondered, you know, where does a six-figure track toy come in 
uh, when it's eight years old, there's no warranty on it, and uh, and yet it's still basically in new condition. Uh, there's not a lot of comps for Ariel Adams out there. So, anyways, I said 50. You said 49. Obviously, you were on the wrong side of things. This car sold for 62,500, which I would say that has got to be all the money for one of these things. I, I would think you could pick up an Ariel Adam with, you know, five times the miles for like 30 grand. I, but I, again, I'm guessing. I, you know, who knows? Yeah, I don't know if that's the case. Maybe the older ones that did, I mean, this, because they've made, I don't know when they started making these, but they're the, the ones that aren't like this powerful. Boy, this one's pretty yeah. badass. I, for some reason, I don't know why I checked myself. I don't know if our conversation was like kind of down on it for some reason. I, I know these are worth money. Uh, yeah. So why I bet the under, I just can't. Sometimes I'm not smart. So anyway, so uh, yeah. What's the next car? All right, JP. We jumped over to cars and bids. Doug DeMiro found a 2005 Maserati Ground Sport. And I think this car only had like 21,000 miles. Mm. Pearl white, you know, the Ferrari's ride V8 motor. Uh, this was not a stick. Unfortunately, this one had the, you know, it's Ferrari's F1 gearbox. Maserati calls it a Cambria Corsa. But this is a single clutch, you know, electronically activated uh, transmission. They're garbage. They're just garbage. Nobody wants to drive those cars. The greatest spec for that particular gearbox was in the Enzo Ferrari and an F430 Scuderia where the Bosch Electronics turned up the shift speeds to the fastest possible. So that's the best itineration of it. But in this application... Wait, wait. Did you just say it's much better if you get the Ferrari Enzo than this car? Yes. Yes, that's exactly well, what I'm saying. Well, thanks, Captain Obvious. I yes, mean, that, that's what, what are you paying me for, man? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get this car because it's just yeah. a pile of crap. Yeah. You'll get a hypercar that's worth $2 million. If you're an you, idiot if you're considering yeah. this $30,000 car. I, I think they're $3 million now. <laughs> But I think if you want that gearbox, that's the car you should get. Otherwise, if you can't afford that, get the F430 Scuderia. Otherwise, you shouldn't have gearbox. It's absolute trash. That is bitter exclusive. Nobody else will say that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> this car was really not, but I, it's a Maserati and they're not worth anything. Um, the Grand Fork gives you the fancy bodywork, maybe slightly better seats and be a thicker steering wheel. That's their sort of, uh, you know, S trim, if there's anything to that. I said 20 grand GP. You said 19. This car sold for $22,000 on Doug Demir's site. I was just happy to see that it transacted on Demir's site. Uh, I don't know, whatever. You and I, we suspected that the reserve might be 25. So uh, I'm happy. I'm shocked that it sold that low. I, I got to tell you, that's a that's a lot of car for 22 grand. Even though that yeah. transmission is crap, it's still, totally. I mean, it's crap by comparison to most other, you know, flappy paddle type things, but it's still right. fun. It's still a Ferrari yeah. engine. It's still Italian. It's still gorgeous uh, i'm <laughs> shocked at that price that is a lot of exotic for no for just chump change that's less than a honda civic uh of its i mean there's... i don't i don't know what it is about this car jp like i love italian cars mm. and i don't love this generation of maserati with a ferrari v8 even mm. with a stick it's like it's like a tease, like you, the, the cute girl you've been chasing around and then you kiss her or whatever. And you're like, eh, have you driven there. one of these? Uh, I, I have. Yeah. yeah and I was I, sorely disappointed. Uh, the seating position, you're going to crack up. You know how mm -hmm. you and I both love the Saab 900. Mm -hmm. There's something very tall about the seat uh, and the seats are down below your legs. It's almost like you're sitting in a chair, not like you're in a bucket seat all reclined. Uh, and it is very sob-like in these cars. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my memory has clouded because it's been a minute since I've driven yeah. one. 
Um, but and the shifter is a long throw like a truck. I mean, it's it's more like a Ford Mustang than it is like the Ferrari it's supposed to be based on. So I don't know, whatever. I, I shout out, shout out to our friend uh, Yuri. You know who? Uh, I I don't know if he's asking, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just say he's asking. Uh, yeah. You know, would if 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 there were like a nearly perfect Maserati uh-huh. B Turbo Si. Right. With if. or about the same miles, you know, say yep. 20,000 miles, you yeah. know, do you think that car would be worth more or less than this car? You know, maybe that car is a stick and a yeah. quadraphonic blau punked and other cool yeah. 80 stuff. It, it might be. I mean, first of all, if it's a rare color, that would certainly help. If it's low miles, that would help. If it's recent service and tuning, that will all help. Um, and, and I think the fact that there's this proliferation of cool cars from the 80s and 90s, you know, something like, uh, yeah, I don't know, Rad for Sale, uh, mm-hmm. Radwood uh, would, you know, really sort of shine a spotlight on cars from that generation. Yeah, then maybe there's something there. Uh, I certainly don't see them. There's more of these in the marketplace than there are by turbos. And most by turbos are beat to hell and not been cared for by a proper yeah. mechanic. Yeah. So if you can, you know, fulfill all that stuff, maybe. We'll see. Maybe we shall we'll see. see. We shall stay see. tuned, guys. We might be teasing something there. We might, we might be teasing be. B turbo yeah. or bi turbo. I refuse to. Call, I know it's probably sp- supposed to be called bi turbo, but I mean you don't call it a pizza. It's a yeah. pizza pie. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, why wouldn't it be a B turbo? In in Italian, the I is an E, but in America, the I is an I. So on our shores, it's a bi turbo, um, but it's <laughs> it's not both turbos. It's two turbos. <laughs> That's the difference. If it makes any sense. All right, JP, the funnest car yesterday was on Bring a Trailer. Remember that 1974 Toyota Corona 2000 GT that you and I were lusting <laughs> after? That motor, the Porsche Synchros, and the uh, uh, what else did it have on it? it had The like, mirrors on the fenders way oh, out there in the so front. <laughs> English wheels and, and German gearboxes and Japanese Makuni carburetors and Yamaha head. This car ticks all the boxes i don't know if i mentioned it also has a limited slip differential i mean this is a proper sports car in you know dressed in econo box uh you know clothing this is a really Mm. cool car uh you will have to commit to right hand drive because the steering wheel is on the other side of the car other than that everything on this car is to love and drive i said 20 grand thinking that the right hand drive would hold it back you chose the under again on the wrong side of this thing uh, our car sold for $26,250. Wow. Congratulations to the seller and congratulations to the buyer. And congratulations to me because I won. Uh, there you go. So uh, that was a very interesting lot. It brought all the money, JP. Is that an yeah. extraordinary number for that car? I a don't 74 Toyota it. Corona? I don't believe it. How did that do compared to that Alpha and the 944 that we talked about just a little right. later? Yeah. Well, the Alpha, the Alpha did well. Uh, but the, it embarrassed the 944. So let's jump over to the Alpha. A 1991 Alfa Romeo SZ with, I think, like 6,000 miles. Uh, like, yeah, 6,000 miles or something. It was ridiculously low miles on this thing. It's technically in kilometers. This car was sold new in Europe. It traveled to Japan for most of its life. And then a few years back, made its way to Canada. And the Canadian consigner is offering it on a bring a trailer yesterday uh, in excellent, excellent condition. They only made a thousand of these things. Uh, and the wick is turned up. You know, you're looking at Alfa Romeo Milano guts. But in this application, this is a really cool sports car. Ugly as all get out, but probably a great driver. 
So I thought that the Canadian thing would hold it back from reaching the $80,000 I suspected this car was worth. Uh, so I said sixty five grand. You took the under at fifty nine, but our car sold for seventy one. I'd say fifteen thousand dollars more if it was on a U.S. title, uh, and so that that was all the money for a car that you still have to bring across the border. But man, what a great deal at seventy one thousand dollars! Somebody got themselves <laughs> yeah, a great, what a great car. deal. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, Porsche nine forty four S two was a great uh, juxtaposition to this car. Same color, same interior, uh, same size motor, same transaxle drivetrain, manual transmission, everything, but done by Porsche. So shouldn't it be worth more? No. 944s, although moving in the right direction, have not received the love they deserve. That is what the bid nerds think. I think these cars should bring, you know, 50 grand. This car had 90,000 miles on it. I was not a huge fan that it was re-leathered and carbon dashed. I did not like the 17-inch turbo twist wheels that my counterpart across the screen uh, seem to think enhance the look of this particular car. But I do love that it's normally aspirated, um, and I do love the 944. Uh, so I said 19. And JP, you thought that the accoutrement on this car would enhance the value, but you still took the under at 18. Our car sold for $21,000, making it a full flush for me. So defend yourself on why those 17-inch turbo twist wheels are all the rage, uh, but it only brought 21 grand. Well, because they look better, and twenty-one grand is—I uh, uh, mean, that's just—that's objectively true. Uh, so the, the, the nine forty-four, I mean, S an S two for twenty-one grand—that's pretty good money. I mean, that's it is pretty good uh, it, for, for ninety thousand miles. That's pretty good money. Yeah, they, I think uh, they should be worth a little bit more than that because I mean, look—you're seeing even like first-gen nine forty-fours uh, are bringing in the mid-teens. So an S two yeah. is so much more car, uh, yeah. and you know, with the more modern interior and the dash and the airbag and all that stuff and the bumpers uh yeah i think it's just i mean these are just a great kind of bubble car in between you know old school old tech old technology and a modern car 944 really feels like a modern car in a lot of ways when you drive right. it yet still has that classic flair so um yeah. you know JP, it's something you, you can drive every day easily do you remember three and a half months ago when first gen 944s were seven and eight grand mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean man, I was old enough up. to remember yeah they're, exactly. they're like bringing they're bringing two x and two and a half x and most of them are in really ratty condition. It's hard to find yeah. a first gen that's in nice condition. 944s, anyway, all the transactional cars were cheap for a very, very long time. So the that's people that true. had them did not take care of them, myself included. No. I had a bunch of them when I was a teenager and in my 20s. And uh, boy, I didn't take care of them. So there it is. Yeah. I contributed to the problem. All right. Well, there it is, guys. That is that. Those are the cars that we talked about yesterday. Those are the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, P-Car Market, and all the other auction sites. Uh, we've got some cars today. We've got uh, five cars that we think are the most interesting cars of the day. Um, and I think it's going to be hard to argue with that. It's time wow. to get into the cars of today. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe, like button, notifications. <laughs> the notification button is really important because a lot a lot of times since we do this show live if you're a fan yeah. of bid nerds live you want the bid nerds while it's yeah. happening you don't want old bid nerds you want new right now bid nerds yeah. um the Shachi. notification yeah what's that Shachi, Shachi ramirez watches us live he's uh, a live guy yeah. but he's always yeah. watching it on facebook he's got to migrate over to youtube watch it on youtube Chachi. <laughs> that helps us out facebook what are you doing um <laughs> Does nothing for us. Uh, so, but we do appreciate you watching, Chachi. We love you. Absolutely, uh, we love you. <laughs> you know, getting the notification button lets you know that the 
that the show is happening right now. Uh, YouTube's a little bit of a weird platform. As soon as the show go is done being live, then if you don't have a notification button and you go to our page, you won't see the video sitting there. It doesn't actually show up for like hours later. But if you have the notification button, the notification button, then you'll know that BidNerds is there and you can watch it live or you can watch it later. You'll just know that there's a new episode, which there always is Monday through Friday at around the nine o'clock hour. So even without the notification button, I guarantee you there's going to be a bid nerd show um, yeah. every single day of the week. Uh, so anyways, all right, so let's get to the cars today. We have some really interesting stuff. Uh, electric cars, obviously the biggest thing in the world, Oof. but this particular electric car, I don't know, man. Yeah. This one's this one is terrifying. What do, what do we got here? Well, it's terrifying because, you know, shortly after this car came about, um, you know, Tesla showed up and made really cool electric cars if you're into electric cars. Mm. Uh, I, I have not um, uh, changed my devotion from internal combustion and ruining the fossil fuels uh, dear to this planet. Uh, but if you had to have an electric car, JP, is there an electric car sexier than a 2012 Fisker Karma? in black with tinted windows and silver 22 inch wheels that thing is savage i love the way these cars look they do not have the performance despite having like almost 900 pound foot of torque they're heavy as all mega shit and they're <laughs> just not fast but this is a really neat one offered out of glendale arizona one of 1,600 sold in the United States is a 2012 Fisker Karma with just 9,000 miles. Now, Henrik Fisker, JP, uh, should be in our uh, bid nerd trading cars. Uh, kind of a neat guy. Um, he's a designer who's worked for BMW and Aston Martin. And in case you didn't know it already, JP, you love him. Uh, mm -hmm. This is the godfather of the BMW Z8 and the Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Mm. Uh, Henry Fisker is one talented mother chicken. This guy knows how to pen a very attractive car. And take a look at the Fisker Karma. Does that not, you know, does it not, not reach into your maybe top 20, top 25 all-time designs? It's a really, really pretty design that he made and the cars are super attractive you know prior to this everybody was driving priuses uh so this was really the first electric car or sort of socially responsible vehicle for the billionaire or the multimillionaire or the executive or whatever you want to call it um these cars have an interesting history though um they were never commercially successful fisker was struggling with money problems the entire time he was uh, operational these cars were built at the valmet automotive plant in finland uh can't name another car that's been produced in finland and i think i know cars pretty well so there you go that's a really oddity um and they're I think there's a story about when Fisker was probably on the ropes financially. Uh, there was a famous uh, cargo ship that was coming across the Atlantic that sank and had something like 38 Fiskers on it. Uh, and that was the final straw as far as he could not financially recover from the loss of those cars that were probably prepaid by customers that had ordered them. And that was the end of them. The Fisker car is pretty neat, though. The design was, of course, way ahead of its time. It used reclaimed wood in the interior. Uh, it does have a four-cylinder internal combustion engine to get you going and recharge all the systems while you're driving. Um, but the range is nothing what you'd expect from a Tesla. And certainly the performance uh, is nowhere near on par with a Tesla. Uh, a Fisker is just a cruising car. It is not a sporty electric alternative uh from back in just 2012 boy how time flies our car jp was sitting at twenty-seven thousand dollars on 14 bids last night it's up to now thirty-three thousand dollars with three hours to go 
having moved up five bids overnight. It's on 19 bids. So certainly some love and some action from this, I would say, like the right color and super low miles on a 2012. I think what it comes down to is who's been maintaining the car and, and do you trust that you can continue to have somebody in your neighborhood work on your Tesla to keep it on the road? Because there are no more dealers. These guys are long gone. It really is kind of a gamble. What do you think, JP? Yay or nay on the Fisker Karma? Well, for sure. I mean, I absolutely have to agree that it's one of the best looking cars of all time. Certainly a top 10 car. It is so cool looking and very, it's basically iconic. I don't understand why this was ever classified as an electric car. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It's a hybrid. Right. This is right. like a Prius or a Civic, uh, you know, a Civic hybrid or any of the other hybrids. It's Correct. got a gas So why this is in the same category I, I that just bottles my mind um yep. you know and you know if it was possible to swap the drivetrain out of this thing and put a oh, ls man. in it or something like Dude, that bob, um, bob lutz wanted was putting a group of, of like executives together mm-hmm. they were going to try and buy the tooling from this and uh and put ls's in there mm-hmm. uh, lutz was going to do it and if anybody could have pulled it off it would have been him but somebody else bought it, and they're still putting these things on the road with more contemporary guts. Uh, and I've heard people trying to do Tesla swaps, you know, dr- you know, drivetrain and brains mm-hmm. over to these. But you're, you're talking about throwing ridiculous money to have what it becomes now a novelty. Uh, yeah. But I agree with you. If you could, if it was easy to do an LS swap, mm-hmm. oh man, that, mm-hmm. it, you'd be sitting pretty. Our friend Daniel over at German Motors here in Las Vegas, he's, uh, they own a What's shop. What's up, Daniel? Uh, hey, Daniel. Uh, he talked about one of these came in. Someone came in and they had a problem with the car and they were asking to repair it and the person couldn't find any place to repair it. And, you know, Daniel, those guys can fix just about anything over there. But he had to tell, he had to turn the guy away. He had to say, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't have, I don't know how to write code. I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, this thing is just yeah. so far. I mean, once they, if they, if this car stops working for some reason, Good oh, luck. Your, your you know, yeah. I, I hope it's in a spot where you, you know, it'll look, you know, this is a great lawn ornament. Put it out in front of your, you know, mansion or something like that, and leave it there forever. Put a planter on it or something. But yeah, yeah. Oof. Uh, have you driven we one should... of these? I've never been in one of these moving. So, so our friend Denny in Las Vegas has two of them. So he's got a burgundy one with five hundred miles, yeah. uh, and then he's got a blue one. He drove and he's got like twenty four thousand miles. There's a Fisker technician who lives in LA that mm. comes to Vegas to work on Fisker clients cars in Vegas wow. and he does it at Denny's home on Denny's lift so Denny kind of gets his cars worked on you know pretty much for free mm. so that that guy can use his lift uh, and and whatever equipment is in Denny's place and work on these other customers cars for money mm. um, so I have driven Denny's car around the block and it's interesting it's a very interesting drive it's a big car steering is super direct um it's very luxurious it's very sporty it's very exotic i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. really it's almost lamborghini like it's really wild to be in that car um but they're not again they're just not fast they're heavy and they're they're you know they have power but the the weight hides it no neat car neat car but i am not i am not buying one where's it gonna land this one so for the person who is gonna buy one what are they gonna pay today what do we do i was afraid you were gonna ask me that question how do i know what do i mean miss chloe over here where's Um, it at right now it's at 33 so it got some it got five it got six grand overnight jp uh i think the black and the low miles and it's in arizona the pictures are sexy mm-hmm. i you know i don't know that they're uh, great detail photos but they certainly look good i and if you're selling the if you're selling the dream man that's the one to have how about the the daft uh, our driver from your uh 
consumer car with his leather jacket and black helmet getting out of that car in the yeah, desert. Yeah, right. Be a good video, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm all that's to say, I'm all in on this Fisker JP. I think it's gonna bring forty six thousand dollars. What do you think? Yeah, I mean it's really low miles. I'm gonna go the over. I'll go fifty. Uh, I go. mean, you know, does it break fifty? I don't know. We'll see. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just I. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I it's mean, a, I'm, I'm not buying one, but dang, uh, it sure would be neat to have one in the collection, I suppose. But that, that that black one with the tinted windows is the prettiest one I've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. All right, I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm afraid of black cars, but I that car is hot. That's a hot car. Uh, and in Arizona, it'll be exactly that. But at least it has a gas-powered <laughs> yeah. motor, but your, so it'll your keep solar your AC pa- going. Yeah, your solar panels are working around the clock, JP. Yeah. All right, JP, let's go over. Uh, uh, Lane and Bradley have. Uh, yeah have come up with a car this this thing is awesome go to rad for sale my friend 1987 chrysler chrysler conquest tsi i didn't take my vitamins this conquest tsi speak. say that quickly conquest tsi <laughs> okay jp okay we just this went thing is, yeah we did this thing is kind of a resto mod uh somebody upgraded the motor the 2.4 liter turbo now uh, has been rebuilt and while i'm not going to go through all the internals just take a look at the images this thing is boss uh they turned up the wick too it's got an aftermarket turbo on top of the motor rebuild that is churning out 14 psi which is way over what your run-of-the-mill turbocharged motor is making in your garage at home this little 1987 conquest tsi is making 340 horsepower and 276 pound foot of torque that will churn some butter my friend that is awesome that car is fast it's rear wheel drive it's got a five-speed manual that was sourced out of a mazda rx7 um let me see if i can jump over here real quick what yeah mazda rx7 turbo 2 s5 five-speed manual transmission yeah And then, um, what else can I tell you? So while you're looking that up, I mean, this so technically this is a Mitsubishi Starion. The Conquest TSI was technically the the Chrysler version of the identical car sold in you know at the showroom across the street. I my first car was a Dodge Colt that was actually a Mitsubishi. So yeah, that's this has been going on for a while. Yeah, this Mitsubishi Chrysler uh, marriage uh, churned out a couple of different cars, and this is one of them. Uh, I love JP. Can we just agree that anything with box cut fenders, if you mm-hmm. get the stance and the wheel and tire package right, that car looks immediately good. Remember, we looked at that. Uh, what was that little geo thing that had the off road oh, tracker? The, yeah. Yeah. And it had box cut fenders and the guy put like a two inch lift and suddenly that car looked cool. Uh, this thing looks great with the box cut fenders and man, this resto mod has so much cool stuff. Coilover suspension. It's got Nissan 240 SX steering rack. It's got Nissan 300 ZX four piston brake calipers. Uh, it's got the nine inch wide sport handling package, alloy wheels, um, and a limited slip differential to finish it all off. And there's a long list of what is in this build on the listing on rad for sale. If you're interested or just an enthusiast, go to the site, go to the listing and click the uh, hyperlink and check out this car is amazing. The aftermarket turbo is a whole set HX35 turbo. And when you're talking a car that probably made less than 200 horsepower, now making over 340, uh, there is some boost going on here. And and yet this car, JP, is sitting at just $8,500 on only four bids, which is more a reflection of how new the rad for sale website is than the true value of this particularly 
cool car that has been built. You and I would love to drive this car. I even think I like this sort of olive kind of military green uh, flat paint job. Um, I'm not in love with it, but it is cool because it's different. It, it doesn't look like a color that this car ever came in. Um, it's a heritage color for, I think, Mitsubishi, which is really neat. Uh, so definitely tastefully done. A lot of attention to detail here. And I am saying this is probably one of the fastest, most shocking sleepers you'd ever see. You roll up next to this guy in a 944 Turbo and think you're going to take him, you're in for a rude awakening. This car will spank you. Uh, where do you start with this car? I, I, I love know, this. Right? Uh, uh yeah, it's not for me. I mean, it's the, I, I appreciate uh, Rad for Sale having this thing uh, available, but it's just too far gone. I, I would way be, I'd be, you know, I'm not a purist by any means when it comes to any car, but this car is just way too far gone from what it was originally. It's got to be a fun car, uh, and oh, it man. would be fun to own, but it's not something that I would, I mean, at 85, it's at $8,500 already? Yeah, yep, 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 four this bits. This is like a $3,500 car, and, you know, right. it's already twice as much, and will it bring some more? Probably just because it's hipster value. I'd, I would not consider this red wood gold because... This is not a car that you would ever have seen like this in the 80s or 90s. In 90s Nobody no, no, would no, ever no, have no, done like this. this stuff. Yeah. Right. Um yeah. It, it's kind of like, you know, my 993 uh is a is a 95. Um and I don't think it deserves to be at Radwood because it's wow. not it's not done in any kind of rad style. It's definitely more of a contemporary, you know, right. stuff. Uh so yeah, I this car's neat not worth it um but uh somebody's gonna have some fun with it i i, I could guarantee you that uh yeah. i just don't think it's well executed and you gotta you <laughs> Uh, that is one heck of a choice to take your photos uh, in a graveyard. I've never seen that done before. Uh, uh, I don't know if well, you yeah, noticed that, I, but uh, you, we looked at a place. We looked at some photos of some car the other day, JP. And you asked out loud. You're like, did he shoot this in front of a graveyard? He had not, but it looked like it. But this is uh, this yeah, one. This is there's the, the headstones, kids. The yeah, guy yeah. went to the graveyard and said, "Yep, yeah, this is where a good old Wilson there, uh, who's been buried for who knows how long." Uh, that, that is a creative decision there. I, I could see maybe doing that if you were doing some kind of like, I mean, if the lighting was right and you had, I don't know, you're yeah, doing like a eighties thriller thing or something, but why, what, yeah, why I, are these pictures in here at all? They're not well done. No, they're not. There's one really good photo of the, of the car. And that's like the main photo uh, for the ad. Obviously someone snapped it for this guy and the rest of the photos are garbage. They're shot in the wrong time of day. The lighting is bad. It really makes the flat paint look awful. Um, no. You know, you have to look really carefully. It's like, is this thing vinyl wrapped or is that actual paint? And you can just no. see all the plastic bits have been warped and you know, they're, they're, they're age, you know, they just, that, that plastic stuff from the eighties just doesn't hold up very well. That's not trim. Um, no. All right. Where's it going to land? I don't think the paint's executed very well. JP, unlike you, I am all in on this. I love this build um, because it's so evocative of all these JDM parts, right? It just doesn't have aftermarket wheels. It doesn't have aftermarket spoilers and things like that. And so I appreciate it. 
uh, because it's evocative of what the, these cars could have been in period. Uh, and so for that reason, the fact that he sourced all these, you know, Japanese uh, manufacturers' best parts to make a great driving car, I like what he did here. Uh, and I can see that he spent a lot of money on the work. Uh, unfortunately, the paint is not great. Uh, I don't think the paint job was very good. But whatever, I, my eyes aren't that great, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think there's a tremendous value here for the money, and for that reason, I think this car will sell or at least get to $11,000. He may have so much tied up in it, he has a higher reserve. Uh, I don't know for sure. So we'll we'll see what happens here. The other thing is we're betting, you know, it's not that we don't love Rad for sale, but you kind of have to bet against it because it's still so new. Uh, you know, we expected... I think maybe a little more of a groundswell for them uh, to get off the ground because they have such a, a big reach. Um, but we have yet to see that, you know, like take care of consigners day in and day out. So, you know, for that moment, you know, for the moment right now, 8,500 seems like a bargain for this car. Maybe I'm wrong. I know they you, did. Yeah. They did extend this auction by a day or two because uh, they were having some technical issues. So they're still ironing out the bugs. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I it's a, it. It's a rock and hard place because for this platform to really start doing what it needs to do, they need cars. You know, yeah. they're doing a car a day or every other day at this point. Oh, um, so when you, it's hard to like say, all right, I want to go back and see what they got. Well, I know what they got because they've got six cars, and that's kind of what they have to do because they got to get all the bugs ironed out, yep. you know, ironed out before they start, you know, piling in the volume. So uh, you know, I'm sure they'll figure it out, and uh, we're, you know, we've got our wishes for them because they're our friends over there, but. Um, yeah. you know, let's, uh, let's see some more cars, guys. I'm, I'm dying to see what you guys got in the queue. And frankly, yeah. we have a car that maybe, uh, might wind up on here. Um, so I don't know, where's this one going to land? All right, JP. So it's at 8,500, four bids, four hours to go. I say $11,000, um, wow. but I'm much confident that it sells there because I think he's got a lot of money tied up in it. He may be holding out for a higher reserve. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. These are $3,500 cars, but this build is, is to me is pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, if his reserve is that high, that that's ludicrous. Um, but uh, are we sure this isn't a vinyl wrap? I mean, look at the top of the this wing. I'm not, it looks I'm like not a sure bubble. of anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I, I think not. I suspect this might be vinyl, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not. Gonna, I, I say it, it doesn't break ten. Uh, I'm going to okay. go ninety nine, ninety nine, um, and I don't All know right. if it sells there. That's going to kind of cool. Um, we didn't see those pictures till later. All right, so what's the next car? All right, JP, uh, let's jump over to bring a trailer. We have a no-reserve 1989 Mercedes-Benz 190E with a 2.6-liter inline-six and a five-speed manual transmission. Uh, these are interesting. W201 cars uh, were meant for Mercedes to make a smaller platform at a less expensive price to begin to engage younger buyers into Mercedes-Benz fold. Get them a car that they could drive while they're a junior executive still paying off student loans or when they got their first apartment in the big city. Uh, and, and then get them into the Mercedes fold and then keep them there with brand loyalty and high service and great quality cars. And I love the W201s. The 190E with the Cosworth head is one of my favorite cars. Uh, the platforms are fantastic. Uh, the 190 feels like the entire car was chiseled from a single block of steel. Um, they are rigid. They are firm. They are very secure. You feel very safe in these cars. Uh, and despite a car like this, uh, which is not a sports car and probably has very squishy suspension, the, the whole unit feels like it's cohesive. And they're probably surprisingly fun to drive. Now, 
the five-speed manual in this car is not like the five-speed manual in the Cosworth. That's a ZF with a dog leg first. This is just a conventional five-speed with a standard, uh, you know, uh, shift pattern. Our car is offered out of Ellicott City, Maryland. It has 170,000 miles on the odometer. The 2.6 liter inline six is probably a pretty anemic motor for this car. The five speed will help it, but it's not a sporty vehicle. <coughs> I don't know what else to say about this car. They're, they're neat, but they're for a real cult following, JP. Um, they don't hold their value very well, and yet they hold up fantastically well you could probably drive this car up to four hundred thousand miles without having to do major service um they mercedes this was the end of an era for mercedes when they built really really good cars they were manufactured to a really high standard even the econo box version which is what this represents so a no reserve auction is kind of tantalizing it's got about two hours to go and it's sitting at fifty one hundred dollars with one hundred seventy thousand miles but the condition of this car looks really good the interior looks extremely clean uh and the outside you know you could put um those uh, flush mount headlights uh, and really update the look on this car, maybe even uh, lower it, and you'd have a, a, a bargain little sporty-looking car. But it, it's not fast. It's it's not a, a rocket ship by any stretch. So uh, what do you think, JP? Yay or nay on the standard 190 with a six-cylinder? I mean, you're comparing it to a Cosworth, which, again, is like comparing, um, you know, that little, uh, that uh, Maserati Grand Sport to uh, Ferrari Enzo. I mean, this, you're right about uh, not holding their value traditionally, but they sure seem to be skyrocketing. This has been an underappreciated car for a very, very long time. These have been, like, worth a couple of thousand dollars uh, forever, and I've always thought they were one of the best bargains in just you know, German car and usually yeah. they're an automatic. So if you just wanted a daily driver that looked nice, that was, was actually a little, you know, cause most of the Mercedes of this era, they're kind of big, you know? So it's like, eh, I don't know if I want to yeah. drive something that big, but this car just fits everywhere. The fuel economy is great. They're smooth as butter. They just drive so nice. No, it's not necessarily a sports car. You could make it one if you wanted to mod the suspension yeah. and do all that stuff, but that's not what it's for. It's for yeah. just getting in and driving and being unbelievably, comfortable for a like couple thousand dollar car uh and i don't i haven't seen one this clean in years i mean this is absolutely remarkable and then to throw a five speed in there this that's going to actually make it kind of fun the 2.6 liter isn't i mean it's it's got some power again it's doesn't have power power but it's a it's a six cylinder this car looks like it should have like a 1.8 or two liter this is the size (laughs) of a jetta of its same year um you know they're not big cars but yet it has a six cylinder uh it actually has quite a bit of power for a car its size um i would love to have this car as a daily driver yeah, 158 horsepower, 162 pound foot of torque, uh, and it's a no reserve auction. JP, it was at 3,900 dollars yesterday, and it's at 5,100 today. Jeff Harley, friend of the bid nerds, uh, mm-hmm. that was one of his first cars uh, in college or out of college. He had a Mercedes 190 uh, and drove it for a couple of years, and then we met. And he found out I was a huge fan of the 16 valve, mm-hmm. uh, and he talked about how much he loved his 190. He goes, "Man, that was a great car," uh, which is really funny because he's big on. Uh, um, BMWs and uh, Hondas, you know, which is really funny. So it, yeah, it and you could surprised. be a big person and fit in this thing, unlike oh, yeah. a lot of cars its size. It's unbelievable how much room is inside this thing. Where is it going to land? What do you think? I said six thousand last night, but this car is definitely getting some love, and it's it's at fifty one hundred dollars with two hours to go, and it's a no reserve auction. I'm going to bump my bid up a little bit, JP. 
I can't decide if I should go 6,500 or 7,000. I'll go 6,500 and say that it sells because it's a no reserve. How's that for a prediction? I'm going to go <laughs> 75. I just Ooh, really like wow. this car. I, uh, I think it's Look easy to see some sky. White with a manual. I mean, a manual, manual, yeah. manual. This was, that's the one thing. Manuals always bring Super more money. Clean. And a clean yeah. one. I mean, this is, this is talk about uh, something that's tough to find. Uh, this is definitely it. I don't know how many people are looking, uh, but this is definitely not a car that you're going to find easily if this is something you want. How many bids are there so far on this thing? Uh, let's read it to you, JP. It is up to 16 bids right now. Yeah, so that's some action, man. Yeah, I yeah, love this yeah. car. All right. Uh, that's a really cool car. Uh, and, you know, if somebody can get that for under $10,000, that's just such a cool, that is great a car, car to own. Yeah, it And is. a car that that's, you'll never have to – You could that could be the last car you own. Even if you were in your 20s, you could buy that yep. car and drive it till you're dead. It could be an heirloom. <laughs> oh, my God. That's really funny. It'd be yeah. a great car to put your kid in if you had to go to high school mm. uh, because he's got a Mercedes, he's got a mm -hmm. stick, and yet he's not in a sports car. Uh, and he'll learn how to drive a manual, which I think is important for the next generation. Dying art for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right, JP. Uh, let's jump over to cars and bids right now. Uh, Doug DeMiro has offered a car that I think you and I would both agree. It's like, why? Yep. Why? Uh, it's a 1994 Saturn SL2 with just 24,000 miles offered out of Mountain View, California, which is here in the Bay Area. That's down, JP, that's kind of like south and east of San Jose. Uh, not too far from here. Nice climate, uh, nice people down there in Mountain View. Um, 24,000 miles. This is a 1.9 liter inline four. It's a front wheel drive. It's an automatic four speed. Um, I remember when Saturn came out, their big marketing thing, and they had TV commercials to enforce this, was the no haggle uh, thing. In other words, the salesperson was really just a delivery specialist. You came in and you selected a car and whatever the price of the car was, they were doing non-negotiation transactions. And so General Motors, and I had to ask you to confirm this because <laughs> I completely forgot uh, before the show, I had to confirm. I was like, I was like, JP, Saturn's made by GM, right? You were like, uh, yeah. And you were like, who cares? And I was like, right, who cares? But anyway, GM created this sort of subsidiary to produce these economy cars um in i i would say jp correct me if i'm wrong in the shadow or in the light of how well the japanese cars were doing selling cars to american consumers that needed reliable e economical transportation to commute in gm created a subsidiary called saturn with a non-negotiating you know window sticker uh and sort of an economy front and that's what i believe the reason why these cars were created um I don't know, I guess commercially they worked for a little while. It's hard to tell with GM what works and what doesn't because they punch out so many freaking units. Uh, these cars were everywhere back in the early 90s, and I hated being stuck behind them in traffic because they were behind people who didn't care about driving, and I, they're just garbage. I cannot turn on this car enough. I absolutely hate that it's on here. I think DeMiro is diluting whatever brand he's got left by having this on here. Um, you know, who cares if it's got 2,400 miles? This car isn't worth anything. It's a no-reserve auction, so it's going to sell, and I imagine that's why DeMiro said yes to it, because the consigner agreed to just let it run and bring what it brings. Um, but I don't see there ever being a day when this car is worth 10 grand again, you know, and, and I think it sold for 14 when it was new. So there you go. It's all yours. 
Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the whole no haggle sales model. That was such a big deal that? in the eighties. Yeah, Do you, remember that? you know, yeah. and they also had the you know they had the big marketing thing where they were like rolling shopping carts into it because they were their big claim to fame was like all the parts were composite and plastic and stuff, so they didn't dent. Okay, yeah, they didn't dent, but they fell apart. Right. I mean, we always lament when we see like a E thirty M three with twenty three thousand miles on it, and we're like, ah, yeah. oh, why didn't they drive it or an old nine eleven or something? Who does this to a car? Well, like this car only has twenty three thousand miles. And it's like, yeah, I get that. Nobody wants to drive this. Who, right. who would want to be in this car? It's such a pile of crap. You're absolutely this, right. Um, this this lot ex- uh, this lot screams to me that some kid inherited his grandmother's car to commute mm-hmm. to school. He drove it once and was like, no, I'll just sell it and then I'll use that money as a down payment on you know something I want to drive and yeah. and that's why it's on an enthusiast site but it's grandma's old car that never got driven i mean it's just you'd be awful. you'd be better you'd be better to spend this money on fire festival too i mean this is just yeah. like absolute worthless dumping your money in a way and it doesn't even right. look like it's that clean it's got low miles but i think you're right about the grandma situation grandma was driving this around just kind of beat it up but it, it just sat for a long time just awful right. awful awful car um you know but i will say this for their time they were very design forward. I had a friend uh, whose parents, uh, his father was trying to decide between, uh, they had the two-door, I think it was the SL something or whatever, whatever. version of this. Yeah, who yeah, cares? It, coupe, it was coupe sedan and wagon. And then yeah. S, S, SL and SL2 were probably different trim levels. Again, because you weren't ordering these cars with options, you just ordered that one or that one and then it was the price and then you bought it and they delivered it and that was the end of it i mean it was yeah like, he was know. trying to decide between that and the gti of the same year i think it was like a 93 oh or whatever and he chose the saturn because oh because the design is so futuristic and it's like okay looking back which one should you have gotten of course the 93 uh gti was not a good looking car uh but uh certainly better than this pile of crap and would be worth something to this day if it yeah. were still in existence this thing is landfill fodder uh yeah. But you know, we'll, but this is probably the cheapest way you can roll into uh, Radwood and uh, <laughs> maybe have a fun spot. And people would. Ha- this is kitschy. You could. The only way to own this car is ironically. Uh, so know, right. you know, what's it? Where's it going to land? Where do you think it's going to? Is JP, anybody going to so, buy this? Uh, I, somebody's buying it. It's yeah. JP. Wrap your head around this. With two and a half hours to go, on Doug Demiro's website, a no reserve '94 Saturn has twenty bids. There's 20 times somebody said they would buy this car, which is crazy. And how high it's is it at right now? $3,400, which I think is what my bid was. I said, what did I say? I said $3,500. Um, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I'm going to go thirty. 30- Seven hundred. <laughs> oh, I, I can't mean, believe with, I'm changing my bid, but I just yeah. this is only to beat you. It's not because I believe in this car. I'm just trying to win our little contest here. When was, was the like, last yeah. time there was a bid? Was it all yesterday well, or last night, or have there last, been any bids today? Okay, so last night, JP, it was at two thousand four hundred and seventy-five dollars on sixteen bids. So it got four bids overnight that brought another thousand and twenty-five dollars, or nine hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is you're a stymie check away from uh, from buying yourself a <laughs> brand new Saturn. Um, oh you said God. what? Thirty seven is where you're at. Thirty seven hundred, and it's at thirty what now? Thirty four. Oh my gosh! Will it go three or four hundred bucks? Fine, I'll go thirty-eight. I'll bet the over. Some there are clearly <laughs> idiots that want this thing for for Radwood admission for under uh, four thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, he could do. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
What an and anemic then, car. JP, what a great car to blow up when you're done, though. Like, you could buy oh this God. and literally Robbie, take it in the desert and blow it Robbie, up. Let's get Robbie to buy it. The fenders yeah. can blow it up. You know, we'll, we'll stick the, Mikey yeah. in it with a couple of 400-pound hookers and then blow it up. <laughs> Good plan. All right. He approves, I'm sure. All right. He does. Let's uh, move on. All right, JP, we definitely saved dessert for last. Let's go to Picar Market where all they've right. got a 1984 911 Carrera Targa. Um, so JP, the, the question, I, as I introduce this car, the question we bounter back and forth is do modifications enhance the value of a car? Uh, and it's a tricky situation. A lot of times, uh, mods will hurt the value of a car. Sometimes mods will, will enhance the value of a car. And you and I disagree on which ones do and which ones don't all the time, which is great. It, it's mm -hmm. compelling, uh, you know, journalism, if you call this journalism, <laughs> which would be a stretch. But here's a really nice car, an 84 911 Targa offered out of Frederick County, Maryland, JP, with just 61,000 original miles. Now, they do confess or disclose, depending on how you look at it, uh, that a deer hit this car and that there has been some body and paint work done to the side, but that it was very mild. It wasn't like a car accident. Uh, so that shouldn't really hurt the value. So by all accounts, this is a pretty original, pretty low mile first year of the 3-2 Carrera with a 915 gearbox. Targas are on the move. And Guards Red and Black is kind of a staple color for Porsche in this era. So this should be a pretty attractive car. However, there are some modifications. And the question begs, does that push you off or does that draw you in? It's got LED headlights that you were just on there a minute ago. Uh, these are not correct Fuchs uh, wheels for the car. These are the aftermarket Fuchs that have like a polished lip and a weirdly painted center. They're not anodized black uh, like the Fuchs wheels should be. Um, so I'm not feeling those rims. I'm not feeling those headlights. Uh, I do love the uh, GTS seats. They actually kind of harken back to the recaros that were optional in the 73 2.s carrera so that is very derivative design of the recaros from the early 70s but they're at a place in an 84 carrera i think those seats would look great uh in the last of the f bodies um uh, uh you know a long wheelbase car uh i love the momo prototipo absolutely correct that would to me enhance the value uh those seats jp go for like three grand for a pair of them uh and probably if those are leather and houndstooth, they might have been closer to $4,000. So a pretty penny was spent there. Uh, and he's got an aftermarket Blaupunk stereo that has Bluetooth. So it looks like it's period correct, but it's a contemporary Blaupunk stereo, which is really neat. I, I think that's a worthy upgrade. So do all of these upgrades make this car worth more than if it was just bone stock with a little bit of paintwork and 60,000 miles? My answer is going to be no. But I wonder if you say that, that, no, you would pay a premium because this guy spent, you know, I don't know, let's say $10,000 in mods and you could pick up those mods for just a $5,000 premium over what this car should bring, uh, which is a decent argument. But I don't know. The Porsche market's kind of finicky. Our car is also troubled by the fact or, or hindered what would be the Achilles of this lot is that it's on P car market. Uh, so we don't know if that's going to help bring market value or if that might hold it back because it's in the wrong part of New Jersey. Uh, with two hours to go, JP, our car sit at $34,000, and I would say this should be a $65,000 car. Uh, am I wrong? Where are you at on all the mods? Did they enhance this, or do they put it off? Yeah, I don't know if it's 60000 if it were uh, basic. Yeah, I mean, with 60,000 miles, that's that's right? pretty darn low Targa? miles. These, uh, the mods don't 
bother me, but I certainly don't think that they're going to bring a premium by any right. stretch of the imagination. I'm with you on the seats. The seats are absolutely beautiful, but they belong. They're I mean, you could, even yeah. a you could get away with those in a G body narrow mid year car. Um, right. I think that I would agree. make sense. If or absolutely. if you you know maybe if you made this car look a little older by changing the loop to a to a, a brushed aluminum instead of the black, but with the uh, black loop, that's a hot take. Right. With a black yeah. loop, this car is decidedly 80s and 80s, needs to stay exactly. that way, especially with the black Great. trim and stuff like that. So, you know, fantastic if you, take, JP. That was really well said. I every really now and then I get that. something, right? Yeah, if you no, were you to don't. own this car, if you could get this car for a decent value, if it's not overpriced, pull those seats, sell the seats for a few thousand bucks, you could oh, easily okay. get a set of contemporary seats for a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars So, pocket a couple extra bucks that, you know, helps you on the net on this thing. I love those 911, uh, kind of singer-esque headlights um you know they're not yeah. for everybody but i think does they look it, great uh, especially in an it, 80s car uh, does yeah, Ronnie have those on his black turbo he does and they look fantastic yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and What's i don't up, are they are they actual 911 that's the name of the company spelled oh, I n-i-n-e-s i, I, I want to say jp yeah. you see how these look white on the front of the car right there yeah i think rami's if i'm and again i'm going from memory i think yeah. rami's are tinted black like well, you can get them a, a couple different yeah. ways yeah yeah i think his are smoked i don't know what brand they are but the major difference is that rami's on a black car his lenses mm. are, are mm. smoked uh and they look really sinister he's got black wheels rami's car looks like darth vader's yeah. you know wet dream are these 17 inch aftermarket fuchs or those 16s? Oh, that's a good take i don't know uh no they're 16s but they they're 16s, max yeah. light yeah, yeah these are sold by that uh, aftermarket company what is it not sierra madre but the other one um i don't know who does ben work for sierra madre yeah. yeah, the other guy. It's the other one that does mm. it. Uh, anyway, they bring them in. Maybe mm -hmm. Sierra Madre has them, but somebody sells these. Um, when they come in uh, as the standard finish, um, that lip is very porous. It doesn't look like the Fuchs wheel. So like, if you really look at it, you can tell yeah. they're aftermarkets. This guy polished his, which hides it probably a little bit better. Um, but I don't like the polished lip. Even though it's decidedly 80s, I, I don't like that look. Um, anyway, whatever. That's just me. Yeah, I'm I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's a very, yeah. very subtle thing and very easy Split to correct. I think yeah. pull the seats, put it, put the contemporary seats in there. And with the uh, prototypo, the prototypo is not only beautiful, but it's also functional. It feels great when you're driving the car. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. gives a great touch point in the car. Uh, this this is just an absolutely, really clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, really I think is. the biggest problem is the accident. Um, those looks like those are aftermarket aluminum bezels on the on the. Uh, gauges which don't bother yeah. me I, especially bother me. i would change them out yeah well <laughs> i mean you've got the steering wheel with the um with the white stitching i think it, it kind of brings it together but whatever okay but that prototypo comes with a brushed aluminum uh you know three spoke i would do that if you're going to do a metal face on the gauges you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's got to be cohesive and to me this is just like oh coco mats everybody loves coco mats i'm going to put those in there oh gts seats those are four grand i'm going to put those in there this yeah. to me looks like a rich kid modded his car yeah, just put a bunch of stuff that he has. It's like, not yeah. tastefully done. I don't, and I, it, it, I take issue with how he did it. Um, I think there's a better way to do it. I would pull those seats, but I wouldn't sell them, JP. The next time you and I find an abandoned 72S <laughs> yeah. lying in the desert somewhere, we will not hesitate, and those seats are going to look great in it. Yeah, so. but that car had Recaros, and you would have it would have made did. sense to get but, those uh, refer, redone. 
Absolutely. It would have right. cost, right. cost, cost more. It would have cost more than this entire car. All right. So how yeah. much, where's this going to land? I think you're being very, very, very nitpicky on this. I think the biggest issue really is the accident in its history. And um, I think because it's in New Jersey, that helps P car market. P car market see, tends to the favor Maryland. the cars. East Coast cars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, JP. It's at thir- it was at twenty six thousand dollars last night, and it's gotten some love this morning. It's at thirty four, so that's an eight grand jump. Mm. I think this car is worth forty nine thousand dollars. That's what I wrote last night. I don't think fee car market is going to get it. So from thirty four thousand bucks, I'm going to say this thing goes to. Oh man, I'm going to shoot myself for this. Forty one thousand dollars. Yeah, that yeah. feels right. I don't know. I, I don't believe in P car market anymore. I, I don't know. I'm I've lost hope for them. They, they're all over the place. It, it's too inconsistent for me. So I, I'm not confident. This car should bring forty nine thousand dollars on PAT. It's gonna bring forty one on P car market. Yeah, I said it. You guys can't get the money. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Whatever. We'll see. You know, I mean, P-Car Market loves to pat themselves on the back when they get one right, but they just kind of gloss over <laughs> the ones that they completely miss. They'll sit there and yeah. cherry pick their wins, which they get. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, what in Damn. the world? How do they get that money for this car? Yeah. Uh, but then you look at the rest of them, you're like, oh, yeah, swing, miss, swing, miss, swing, miss. How many cars yeah. wind up in deal tank on top of that? Um, you know, it's just, it's kind of embarrassing. So, yeah, I, I, it's hard to bet higher than where you're at there because I think, yeah, this car is definitely worth it. I mean, uh, our friends Absolutely. at Godden uh, Classic have uh, an 87 Targa. And granted, that's yeah. a you know G50 car uh, yeah. with more miles. And I believe they're asking, you know 60 for that one so yeah. which is jp so. jp i said when we were at uh, cars and cafe um, mm-hmm. i was vlogging with you for a second and i said that they had sold that car before and i turns out i was wrong mm-hmm. they did have another g50 guards red black targa that mike anderson i think sourced and brought in and then they ultimately sold um and then i found a uh, uh a 915 gearbox guards red and uh black uh targa that we sold so this is their third consecutive guards red black targa uh mm. this time again with the g50 so that is absolutely their huckleberry at god and classic so good luck to those guys uh what's up jay ron we know you're watching yeah i think for sure that car will sell i think again this car is worth more than uh did i give a number did i no say? i said uh, 41 you said that god has one they're trying to get 65 with yeah. the with the, i'm gonna with say someone's gonna get box. a bargain bargain at 40 i i think it just 40 you're gonna fall. take the under all right yeah i'll go. take the under i mean and I you know i hope over. i hope it gets more but like you uh you know just a total lack of confidence in p car uh, this, this is I think this is a $49,000, $50,000 car with the modifications. If it didn't have the paintwork and mm-hmm. it was all stock, I mm-hmm. I stand on this car would be a $60,000, $65,000 car. It's, yeah. it's, it's low miles and super clean. I, and, and they are – man, targets are hot. I, I think that's uh, that's a great car. And at forty forty one on P-Car Market, a savvy buyer will pick this car up. Uh, fix what he wants to fix on it and really have himself a deal. I, I, good luck. Brushed aluminum on that loop, dude, or, Ooh, or yeah. lady cool. or whoever winds up buying it. Uh, boy, yeah. uh, how hot would a chick look rolling this thing with a brushed aluminum Ooh, loop yeah, in those yeah. seats? Woo. 
Love it. All That's right, guys. That is Bid Nerds for a Wednesday. Thanks, guys, for hanging out and nerding out uh, on all the on the most interesting cars of the day and all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. We do this Monday through Friday. We make predictions. We nerd out. We talk about these cars. Don't listen to us. One thing we say over and over and over is we don't know what we're talking about. We don't do any research. We are not experts. We're just a couple of yahoos. Well, we're nerds. We just nerd out. We just nerds. <laughs> That's it. So nerd out with us. You know, you sit there and you watch uh, cars and bids and bring a trailer every day. You've got it in the background. You're watching different cars. Tell us what cars you think we should be talking about. Cause we love to take uh, submissions from our listeners and watchers and uh, nerd out about the cars that you guys like too. Uh, so uh, come back tomorrow. We'll be here at nine o'clock in the morning. Probably might be from the road, might be uh, on the road tomorrow. We're not entirely sure. Wait. Uh, yeah. We'll see if that's happening. Um, Michael D anything you want to say before we close it out yeah tune in tomorrow and see how much i i stomped on jp again today after uh after a full flush does jp have a comeback after watching you do your bids today jp i think it's gonna be another crushing five yahtzees in a row will not be had yeah i'm not confident in any of my bids today uh but uh sure is a good time all right guys we'll see you tomorrow get those nerds